Louise Bedford here. Just before we kick off with today's show, I wanted to let you know that for one week only, you can get up to 84% off a selection of my most popular trading education products available through tradinggame.com.au. Make no mistake. Your financial future is in your hands. So check out the audios, videos, and study courses that I have available at tradinggame.com.au. Now's your chance to develop your skills as a trader for up to 84% off, but only for the next week. Let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome to Talking Trading. I'm financial journalist Caroline Stephen. Great to have your company. Two weekends ago was the final mentor program meeting for 2015. 50 graduates convened in Melbourne to hear the last vestiges of Chris Tate's and Louise Bedford's knowledge before they spread their wings and entered the markets. We speak to a handful of mentorees on the day about their trading journey over the past six months. We also get a psychological shot in the arm from Louise Bedford today in Mind Power, who tells us to not give ourselves too many excuses. But first up, let's discuss the Yellen bomb and the US Fed decision to not raise interest rates with Executive Director of Peak Asset Management, Mr. Niv Dargan. <laughs> Niv Dargan, hello and welcome to Talking Trading. Thanks, Caroline. Thanks for having me. One of the most important macro events of the year was Janet Yellen's announcement last week to keep the US interest rates on hold. Niv, what were the reasons behind this decision? Caroline, look, the main reasons for interest rates on hold was to do with emerging markets in China. We've seen Chinese growth fall and Goldman Sachs expect GDP to fall to 5.8% by 2017. Also emerging markets with uh, Brazil credit rating moving to junks. What was she hoping to achieve by not raising them? In short, she wanted to instill some confidence coming back into the market. However, it did the exact opposite. We saw the Dow Jones have a really strong rally from uh, about 15,500 points in early mid-August, all the way up to 17,000 points. And following that decision, we really saw some weakness coming back into global equities. I mean, investors really were starting to factor in interest rates in the US increasing. The fact that Yellen didn't actually increase interest rates and actually left on hold means that the Federal Reserve is really uncertain in terms of when growth or global growth will pick up. We've seen uh, bonds starting to fall, yields starting to rise again. And uh, that's leading to a lot of uncertainty over the last few days. Okay, so let's have a look at the effects of the decision on the US. You've mentioned the Dow. What about other world markets and Australia? Here in Australia, the SPI is pointing to a 76.4. So we do expect weakness, especially in commodities. We saw copper, oil, zinc and base metals uh, fall uh, overnight. So we probably see uh, going to have some pressure on the soft commodities the BHPs, the Rios, the Fortescues, and even the banks. Niv Dargan, thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Caroline. Thanks for having me again. Hello, I'm Daryl Guppy, inventor of the Guppy Multiple Moving Average. I listen to Talking Trading, and I work on CNBC. I do it because they give me a trading edge.
And now Mind Power with Louise Bedford. We give ourselves so many excuses. We allow ourselves to dodge success because of our own personal flaws, which we disguise as strengths. I hear, well, Louise, unless I can give trading 100% effort, then I'm not going to do it. Or, I'm not going to do that course to learn more about my chosen profession because half of it is going to cover the things I already know about the markets. Oh, far out, what about the other half? If you take only one thing away from the course that you're thinking about doing, or this podcast for that matter, don't you think it was worth it? You underestimate the power of compounding. What if you learned one thing a day and you really implemented what you've learned instead of thinking that you're too cool for school? The compounding effect would be huge. In one week, you will have zoomed ahead of the majority of brain-dead zombies out there who are too distracted, insipid, terrified or deluded to be humble enough to accept guidance. Be innocent. Be trusting. Admit when you don't know something. That's what it takes to become a superb trader. At some point, we have to be mature and honest with ourselves. We are exactly where we are because we put ourselves there. Are you ready to admit that to yourself now? We have to be prepared to be honest with ourselves. The reason I'm not where I want to be is because I haven't dared to step forth. I haven't combated my fear and I believed my own excuses. Unless we can say this sort of thing to ourselves, we'll never get ahead. The fear is not going to go away, but what you do with that fear can change over time. If you're not terrified, you're probably not growing. You can't tell me that the great explorers of the world didn't feel fear. The great leaders, great traders, the world changers, they realised that fear was there but they pushed forward anyway. Somewhere they put their foot down and said, this is important to achieve come hell or high water. I'm going to freaking do it. And for you, what excuse are you feeding yourself? Today, tell yourself that you're okay with the fear. Begin, start, stop accepting your own excuses. Stop fooling yourself that it has to be perfect. Don't pretend that you have to devote 100% of your time to that project to achieve it. Start, then, as you move forward, you will perfect. The final mentor program meeting was held in Melbourne two weekends ago for the graduates of 2015. On the day, I spoke to a handful of mentorees to find out about their journey over the past six months and how they felt now the program was completed. We first asked Chris Tate and his perspective on the 2015 mentorees. Intriguing. Why so? One of the things about each group is that they have their own characteristic. They've got their own flavour. And this one's been different from others in that I think it's, I think in many ways, it's reflective of a lot of issues that people have. As much as you can tell people that something is difficult and will take work, when they actually discover that for themselves, it's a little bit of a shock. And I think a few people in the group have been shocked at the reality that we bring to trading, that it's not all things 
bright and beautiful. Trading is actually very difficult, which is why only a few people can do it. And I think there was a little bit of a harsh shock for a lot of the people in this group. Final bits of advice for the traders in the room. Persevere. Uh, one of the things that you never hear with regards to trading is that it's a grind. Everybody's enamoured by the fact that if I start trading, I'll better buy a Porsche, I'll do this, I'll get a jet, I'll marry a supermodel. No, what'll happen is you just have to grind it out because trading's a grind. One word how you feel today with the wrap-up of the mentor program. Relieved. We next spoke to Chris Bedford to hear his thoughts. How's this group of mentorees? I think they're pretty sharp. I think they're pretty sharp. It looks like they've, they've been listening. They've obviously picked up on, on a lot of things that Louise uh, has been saying and definitely uh, the main thing that, uh, that Chris Tate has been saying, that they need to think. They need to think for themselves. <laughs> You've seen a lot of mentorees come and go over the past 10, 15 years that the mentor program's been running. In your opinion, what qualities do you observe which make them successful in the course? I think it's when people understand that they need to treat their trading as a business. It's, it's not a hobby. It's not something that you do for fun. It's actually something that can make a difference to your life, to the life of your, your family. And if you're going to build a legacy, you've got to take it pretty seriously. Now, you're married to Louise Bedford, the guru of the share market. Do you trade yourself, Chris? I certainly do. Uh, I don't actually get involved with what Louise is uh, trading. I don't trade over her shoulder. I actually concentrate on, uh, on separate things. Um, but uh, I'm definitely involved with the markets, yes. I started asking the mentorees of 2015 how they felt now the course was over. Relieved. No, I'm happy, learnt lots and about to, I still need to put a lot more time into it. And, yeah, no, it's been great considering I had no idea about <laughs> anything. Relieved, but I know there's an enormous amount that I haven't caught up with and uh, I'm still working on catching up and I will be doing the course again next year. Fantastic. Ah, terrific, yeah. I would recommend it to anyone. Oh, it's good, yes. It's been that uh, six months has gone quite quickly, actually, and a lot of topics were covered. Um, some I need to review, like most people, but um, feeling good, um, feeling sort of uh, energised. I can go back and review some stuff and get on with my trading. I then asked the mentorees what the most rewarding aspects of the program were for them. Learned a lot about myself. Yeah, that's been really rewarding to me, is sitting back and having a look at why I make certain decisions. And the three things that I learned the most that formed me as a person is that Chris said, when you're actually looking at setting up a trading system, when you become involved in it, stop it. When you want to have a look at being a fantastic trader, it's 90% psychology, and relax into the process. And that's exactly what I did. Do you find it fun, stimulating, rewarding? Absolutely. It's been a fantastic roller coaster ride and I'm still on it. I've had a number of reverses during my lifetime because I'm not young anymore and there were things there that I thought that I'd dealt with years ago that it exposed and it hurt and I realised that I'm not over those things and they were influencing the way that I thought and acted as a trader. What were you doing previously as a trader? Panicking. <laughs> Uh, react too quick, try to force things uh, when there wasn't a trend because I thought there should be a trend. Psychologically, it's helped me to realise I have to deal with myself. My biggest enemy is myself. It's taught me I've got to push my boundaries out. 
probably the, the different markets I haven't traded before are the commodities and forex. So it's good to get a overview of that. I think one of the things that we talked about this morning as well, the reinforcement of your money management. Um, yeah. you know, so you don't, you know, don't go broke. No money, no play. So the interesting thing about about the course is that I've I've always relied on notes and. And, you know, I've got a textbook which is thick and, and full of notes, but most of it is actually still up in my head as well. So if I did have to start again tomorrow, I've got that, that basis of knowledge. How did you find the technical aspects? Look, it just required work. I was really lucky because I, I sold my business at the end of last year. I did this full time. So for the last six months, I've done nothing but the mentor program. And I just applied myself. And, and it was a matter of applying myself. And if I had to, if I had to sit in the office for eight hours a day, I did. Um, there were days where you know it might just be a couple of hours, but if I had to, I, I just did it. Life-changing experience, in the sense that I now my mindset has changed, and I'm much calmer in the way that I am. Uh, the psychology part of the course has allowed me to see things in a different perspective. I'm much calmer in the way that I that I am with with the world. I no longer respond to a lot of external events that I would have done differently. From a technical perspective, it's given me some tools that I can see. That's just the start of being able to be uh, in control and independent financially moving forward. For me, an opportunity to do a program that's there, and what I find in most things, if people decide they're interested in something, be it, you know, I used to play a lot of golf, and everyone that learns to play golf says, I wish I'd started when I was younger. And the same here in this room, we've got people that are in their sort of 40s and 50s and 60s, mostly sitting there wishing they did this program about two decades ago. So I thought, well, Alex is 18 now, he's a young adult, he can understand things, start off the right way, do a program that's really good, and he might really benefit from it. I next asked what they thought of Chris Tate and Louise Bedford. They're extremely knowledgeable and there's every scenario, I think they've been there and done that so they can you know it's it's up to you as to how you treat that information both great chris has got a great sense of humor uh chris gets you to think um google is your friend yes <laughs> um he gets you to think uh about you know he, he doesn't feed you anything whereas louise's style is very nurturing very supportive very knowledgeable and i would even say very compassionate to an arm's length degree. It's not that they came and, you know, hugged me or did anything like that, which, of course, would have been welcome. But um, <laughs> but, but basically... I think CT's right here. I'm sure he'd be happy to oblige. <laughs> there was a whole energy around the course, which, of course, yeah, Chris would probably talk about as being nonsense, but that I, I felt that if I was at a point that I needed assistance, it certainly was there. Otherwise, they would just let me be. Chris tries to be grumpy, but he really is a teddy bear. <laughs> Louise is uh, very different. She's very outrageously extrovert. Uh, but between them, they're a very good team. Oh, they're great people, yeah. And I, you can see they've been through a lot of experiences. Um, they know what they're talking about because of those experiences. Different styles, both complement each other. I think, I think somebody said if they married, they'd be a very odd couple. <laughs> <laughs> They're the most married, unmarried couple. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Both completely different, but but both really, really, really good. And finally, I asked for one word to describe how they feel about going into the markets. Ambitious, definitely. I, I've, I'm striving to do more and be more. Yeah, look, it was just, it was absolutely fantastic, and I'm, I'm just so elated that I've done it. I'm so happy to have made it to this point. My motto is never, ever, ever give up. I feel like. 
I feel like I'm more prepared, I guess. Prepared. feel yeah. like I might be um, better than other people at my age who have no idea. Oh, confidence. Um, ready to go. Sorry, that's three words, no, but yeah, fine. yeah, ready to go, definitely. Ready to make some money? Yeah, absolutely. I can give you three words. Yeah. Life-changing experience. And that's all we have for you today, guys. Stay tuned next week to hear one of Chris Tate's favourite authors, Meredith Jones, from the USA on her groundbreaking research and why female money managers generate higher returns. Thank you to all our contributors today and best of luck to the 2015 mentorees as they launch themselves into the markets. I'm Caroline Stephen and on behalf of everyone here, thanks for your company. We look forward to seeing you next week. You've been listening to TalkingTrading.com.au with Caroline Stephen. Make sure you are subscribed to this website to receive the very latest market views, commentary and expert opinion. Tune in next week as we've got a bumper show planned. Bye for now. The views represented on Talking Trading are general in nature and do not take into account your objectives, financial situation or needs. Before acting on any of the information, consider its appropriateness in regard to your own situation.